Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, internationally recognized branding consultant and best-selling author of the books, Move the Ball and Dominate the Game. By having a relentless mentality, I've pushed boundaries and gotten into rooms with pro athletes and power players, built a successful business, and moved the ball in male-dominated industries. Now, I'm using my same of the ball methodology to help thousands of people dominate their game when it comes to their brands and creating opportunities. This podcast is all about uncovering strategies of the world's best athletes and business leaders to help you get to that next level. Join me in conversations that will elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey there. Thanks so much for joining in for today's episode. Before we get into the show, there's a few things that I want to mention. You hear me say this first one all the time, but if you haven't already done so, be sure that you follow the podcast so that you never miss a future episode. I've got some great guests planned for this season, including draft class guys for my upcoming 2023 Path to the Draft series that is kicking off later this month. So stay tuned for that. And I always like hearing your feedback. So if you could please leave a review and share your thoughts about the show, I'd love to read what you think. And lastly, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please share it with a few friends too. That's one way that you can help me to move the ball. Earlier this season, I mentioned that this year we are really on a mission to get stuff done and make things happen. It's not just about moving the ball. Oh no, it's about elevating, separating, and really dominating in whatever field you are in. We're not just settling for mediocrity or the bare minimum. No, 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 no. This year, despite the economic challenges and uncertainty, this is the year to go against the grain, to push boundaries, and to reach new heights. One of the common themes you've heard pro athletes say on this show since the beginning of season one is to trust the process and to control what you can control. So no matter what goes on in the world around us, we need to stay locked into our processes, trust them, keep being consistent, and we also need to take action on the things that we have control over. You may or may not know this, especially if you're new to the show, but my first book called Move the Ball is what started this whole move the ball movement, which then in turn led to the podcast. In that book, one of the fundamental themes is that I analogize you to being the quarterback on your field, and it's up to you, no one else, yes, you, to take action to drive the ball forward. You do that by being locked in and taking care of the key things you need to each and every day. You've got to be consistent. That's also been a theme throughout the show. And because my focus is really on helping you to do that, especially this year, throughout the season, I'm going to be doing a few episodes that's just me, where I'm going to help inspire, empower, and educate you on the things that I think you should really put into practice to make some moves. If you've been a regular listener of the show, you've probably heard me mention my latest book called Dominate the Game, How Life Changes When You Show Up. In that book, there is a chapter called Ditch Those Old Clothes in the Locker Room. Those old clothes refer to your old habits. Now, the habits that you currently put into practice, those are what got you to where you are today. But the thing is, they may not all be the right habits to get you to where you want to go tomorrow. So the point of this chapter in Dominate the Game is to get you thinking about what are the habits that you need to employ as part of your process and to incorporate into your routine on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to get you to where you're looking to go. 
We all know that habits are a critical component to our success. Usually when we have a big goal or a huge dream, we start reflecting and thinking about the habits we need to change in order to accomplish that goal. If you aren't doing that, well, when you do identify these goals, you really should be thinking about this stuff. However, be careful though, when examining and evaluating habits, it's important to do that, but Thinking about them can also lead to overthinking, which then becomes stressful and demotivating. So don't overthink it. Obviously, you need to spend some time thinking about it, but don't overthink. And it is true that if you want to have different outcomes, you must change your habits. Duh, right? We know this. But when you're looking to introduce change into your life, it is common to feel overwhelmed with where and how exactly to start this journey, this process. After all, there is no single way to change a habit. It is a process and sorry, you're not going to see the results occur overnight. We know that small but consistent changes are what are going to be the key for you to realize phenomenal long-term results and get you across the goal line and dominating. So remember, you're not alone in this. I'm also here to champion and to cheer you on. That's why I have this podcast as well as I want to keep you inspired, keep you motivated and keep you going as you're looking to get to that next level in life. Now, have you ever thought to yourself, why can't I make a change stick? You start off strong, but as time goes on, you question why you might feel off momentum or why you don't keep at doing whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. For example, you may have that new goal to start off the new year, and then by the end of March, it's a distant memory. Or perhaps you were going to try a new diet, and then just three weeks later, you've already gone back to your old way of eating. Do either of these sound familiar? Do you know people that have gone through this? It's important to keep in mind that big changes start with small shifts, small changes. Don't try to tackle too much all at once, because if you do, then you become frustrated. And you're like, well, okay, this isn't working. It's not sticking. Why am I doing this? And then you just go back to your old ways. So Don't focus on big moves all the time. It's about the small changes, the small shifts and mastering those. And it's about that incremental progress. I also talk about this in the book, Move the Ball, and it's focusing on the littler things. Those little things make a difference. It's not just all about the big things. Now, remember that your routine is a collection of habits. These habits are the behaviors and actions that you take on a consistent basis and that become a part of your process. So at some point, I want you to take a minute and think about the habits that you have in your process currently. Look at the ones that are helpful and that are beneficial and that you want to continue to do. Keep those. Those are important. But also celebrate yourself. Take a minute and just acknowledge all of your hard work for being diligent about doing those things. That's great. Now, here's the next part. I know you all know where this is going, but before I go there, let me just say this first. On the first episode of the season, of season four, I had former Florida Gators quarterback, BCS national champion, and BCS offensive MVP, Chris Leak, on the show, where as part of the conversation, we talked about the importance of awareness, of reflection, and introspection. It's a good discussion, so if you haven't listened to it, I would suggest that you go check that episode out. And I bring this up because in order to move the ball and to achieve those goals you've set for yourself, you need to have self-awareness, and you need to know what practices in your routine are working and what are not working for where you want to go. So that's the first step, identifying the habits you should be employing into your process, but knowing what they are and doing them are two different things. We all know what we should be doing, but are we doing those things consistently? 
Many people don't. And I'm sure you can think of a time that you or someone you know wanted to introduce some new habits or change into that routine and those didn't last. So why is that? One reason why people don't stick with a habit is because they really didn't want to make the change. I'm going to say that again. They really didn't want to make that change. Think about that for a minute. For you, if a change you've wanted to make isn't sticking in your life, then maybe you're being too casual about it. You need to make sure that you're deeply connected with that change and that this change serves a purpose and that's why you're doing it. So it's really understanding the why. You wanna make this change align with who you are, what you're looking to do, what your purpose is, connect it to that because if you understand why you're doing something, then it's going to make it easier for you to continue to do it. Assuming that why you're doing it aligns with your purpose and your vision and where you want to go. So that's the first part. Always remember why you're doing something and that's going to keep you going, keep you focused, even on those days that you don't feel like it. Now, if you want the change to last, you've got to make it a daily focus or a weekly focus, depending on what the habit is. Look, life is full of distractions. If you put off working on your change on a frequent basis, then you're going to lose that connection with whatever it is that you're trying to do, why you're looking to introduce this change, this new habit, and the goal that you're working towards. So maintaining that connection is so important. By keeping that recurring focus, that daily focus, you're going to stay connected with it on the day-to-day, and you're going to make more progress. You will move the ball. Remember that Today, we're in a world full of distractions and being able to stay focused and be locked in is a competitive advantage. So if you can do that, then you're miles ahead of so many other people. So now what I want to do is I want to give you some tips on how do you do this? How do you make these habits stick? First, you want to write down the change and the goal every single morning, every single day. And you might be wondering, well, why do I want to do it every single day? Doesn't that seem like overkill? Well, the reason that you want to do this is it's going to help you keep a focus on it and keep you connected to the why. I just mentioned how you need to stay connected to what it is you're looking to do. That's going to help you stay focused and it's going to help you do it when you don't want to do it. So maintain that connection, write down why it is you're doing this change, what the change is, and then you might be wondering, like, how long do I have to do this exercise of writing it down every day? There's no magic answer to do it for a week, a month. It's really about you're going to do it until it becomes a behavior for you. Once you've got it built into your process, then you're good. You don't need to write it down anymore because it's like clockwork. But until you're in that mode, write it down every morning so that way it's still top of mind. The next one is to do it every single day or whatever the cadence is that makes sense for that habit. Not all habits are ones that need to be done daily. Some are weekly, some are every other week, some are twice a week, whatever it is. Make sure you're planning that into your plan on the regular. You have to schedule in the change. So in your calendar, you need to decide when are you going to do this thing? And then this needs to be written down on no matter how you plan out your days. I've talked before on the show about the importance of organization and planning. So when you map out your weeks, you need to look at, okay, when am I going to fit this change in? Whether that is a paper calendar or it's on your phone, make sure you're building in that time because when it's in your calendar, the likelihood of you doing it is going to be so much greater. So again, I cannot emphasize enough 
Put this on your calendar. If you're old school and you do a physical planner, write it in there. If it's on your Gmail or your iPhone calendar, whatever calendar you use, write it down. I just can't emphasize enough the importance of doing the activity on a regular frequency. Many things are daily, again, but not all. So you need to just make sure that you're being consistent. If you don't do it regularly and consistently, then your mind and your body are going to resist the change. And it's going to be easy for you to succumb to that. Ah, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like it. But if you can push through that and you can condition your mind and your body to this change, once you do that, you're going to start looking forward to this new activity. You're going to anticipate it. And when you complete it, and you see results start to happen, then your brain is going to release dopamine, which is what makes you feel happy, satisfied, and fulfilled. And when this happens, you're going to be fired up about the change. You're going to be motivated to repeat it. And you've got that momentum going. And there you go. Now, it's also important to believe that you can implement this change and make it stick. And this seems so basic, but if you don't think that you can do it, then your chances of success are going to be smaller. So remind yourself, that you will make this happen, that you are capable of it. Believe in yourself. Not everyone has that confidence. And this is the time to really put that confidence in check and make sure that you believe in yourself and that you can do these changes. Remember what I said about being the quarterback and taking charge. This all rides on you. So you have to be the one with the confidence in yourself that you can and will make these changes. Next, be sure to share what you are doing with others, but not just anyone. You need to tell your family and friends, your coworkers, your colleagues, teammates, anyone who supports you so that they can get excited with you on this journey. If people see you doing it, they're going to start cheering you on. That social accountability piece is huge because you will want to do it when you know other people are paying attention and seeing if you're making these changes. So don't keep it a secret. You definitely want to tell those that are going to support you, but you don't need to tell everyone. I would suggest just tell a few people that you think are really going to help be a positive support system for you. Just like with goals, tell people so you are putting it out there and you're quote unquote on the record. Post about it, post your progress. It'll keep you motivated to make these habits stick. As an example, with my new book, Dominate the Game, I had been wanting to write another book for a long time. I knew that I had a very busy schedule and the thought of trying to write this next book was a bit overwhelming. It's a lot of work to write a book and do it right. And so for me, it was like, oh my gosh, I have to figure out time to get this writing in every day. I've already got so much going on. What trade-offs do I want to make? And for me, I really didn't want this book to be one that I worked on for two, three, or five years to get finished. I wanted to have the whole process done in a year, which meant I really needed to knuckle down and carve out time to get to organizing my thoughts, to planning out an outline and all the topics and subtopics, and then finally to actually doing the writing, which is a ton of work as well. So to get this book out, I needed to make it a priority and I needed to change my schedule to incorporate all these book-related activities into my routine. I also knew that if I put this out on social media, that I was writing another book, the pressure was on to get it written. And there were times that I felt that pressure and there were feelings of overwhelmingness, but because I had put it out there, I was like, all right, I got to get it done. I'm going to knuckle down. And I pulled some really late nights at times to get things written. But because I had been posting about it, I wanted to make sure I was delivering on that, that, hey, Jen's writing this book. Jen's going to be telling people that she's making progress. And so that meant I had to do these things. So when you put it out there, that forces you to keep 
going. And for me too, what I did was I kept posting about the progress along the way. I would always share online when I finished a chapter. I did that because by having that social accountability, it again forced me to make sure that I was making the book a priority. And it was also kind of fun to put the progress out there because I was letting people know that I was moving the ball. It's always important to be proud of what you're doing, whether it's a new habit to help you be more productive in the day or a new practice to be healthier, or you have some big goal that you're working towards. Don't forget to give yourself credit and acknowledge your hard work. It's important to celebrate those things as well. And when you're sharing these things with the right people, They'll want you to succeed and they're going to keep cheering you on too and asking you how things are going. So let your support system be there for you so that you can make new habits stick. You can get to the goals you're looking to accomplish this year. And that's how the momentum keeps going and boom, you'll be rocking and rolling. All right, I think I've said enough on that. Next, this is important too. You need to measure your progress. If you don't assess how you're doing, then you won't have a measurement of change And then what'll happen as time goes on, you're going to let yourself off the hook. You're going to start slipping. And once you allow yourself to slack one day or one week, then that's just going to continue to carry on to the next and so on. So you've got to be disciplined because if you're not, then you're in the same boat as before, wondering why that change didn't last. So not to sound too much like a business, but you've got to figure out what are the metrics or the scorecard that you want to have for your situation. And then you've got to make sure you're measuring how you're doing against those metrics. That's going to, again, help you to stay focused. You can reward yourself for the progress that you're making. And also you can course correct if you're not hitting those metrics. So make sure you're measuring your progress. And the last tip that I'll share to help you make new habits stick is to get a buddy who is interested in doing the same thing as you and can help evaluate what you are doing each week. You always hear this when it comes to working out and going to the gym. People say you should have a workout partner because they will help you get your butt in gear, especially on the days you don't want to go. And it's also fun to feel like you're not doing something alone. Especially in the gym example, if you haven't worked out in a long time and it's not something you've historically been one to do, but you know it's something that you need to do, having that buddy is a great way to get going. Now, I share this concept of having a partner because it isn't limited to the gym setting. Research has shown that in goal attainment studies, when you are trying to introduce a new action or some new behavior, having a buddy or a partner doing it with you will help you stick to it longer than if you are doing it by yourself. Again, it's that social accountability piece that gets you more excited to implement this change. So you should have someone to push you and to celebrate your progress with. Don't forget about the celebrating piece. That's also important. I'm going to share just one more quick example on this. When I decided to get into real estate, one of the things that I was commonly told and that others were told by trainers, coaches, really successful agents, et cetera, was the importance of prospecting and how you need to make it a daily habit. If you listen to my recent episode with Dan Vitale, who is a former NFL player turned financial advisor, he and I talked about prospecting and how it can be difficult. And it isn't always the most fun activity. It's a lot of work. It's time consuming, but it is a must if you want to get clients and be successful. And in real estate, they say, get an accountability partner. The purpose of that is to obviously hold you to doing the things that you're supposed to do, like prospecting. Same goes for any other habit or activity you're trying to implement. Get a buddy, get an accountability partner. It'll definitely help you. And speaking of prospecting, 
If you're in a line of work where prospecting is an important part of your business, I would suggest going and listening to my episode with Dan if you haven't already done so. It was released just a couple episodes before this one. Also, if you happen to be in real estate, I recently did two shows with the co-founders of my brokerage, At Properties, Christie's International Real Estate. Some of you may know that At Properties is the number one brokerage in the Chicagoland area. It's a top 10 real estate firm in the country. I'm sure many of you have heard of Christie's and the luxury market that they play in. They talk about things that they did. So it's Mike Golden and Thad Wong are the founders. And on these two shows, they discuss what they did right in this business to elevate, to separate, to build this brand from a startup to a major player in the real estate industry. And I will say they are moving the ball and they are dominating the game. Those two episodes are definitely a must for real estate agents or professionals in the industry. And even if you're not in that space, They share some great insights. They've got awesome energy, especially Thad. So I would say go have a listen to them if you're just looking at what are some of the things that I can do to really excel and dominate in my business or even in my career. So those two, I would also suggest having a listen to. And one other thing that I wanted to bring up about Dan's episode on that show, something he shares is that to be elite... It's all about being an expert at your craft. So for him, whether it was in football or now in the financial advising space, he's always looking at how he can learn new things pertaining to his domain so that he's viewed as the expert in that area. And so one habit that I would encourage you to do is carve out time on a weekly basis, no matter what field you're in, make some time to just look at how you can gain more knowledge in your field. When you're known as the go-to person for X, then that's when you're going to be sought out and more opportunities are going to come your way. That's true whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in corporate, like you want to be that guy or that gal that people know is in the know and they can go to to get things done, to get their questions answered, et cetera. I'll just share outside of real estate, I've become known as a branding expert and the go-to when it comes to helping not just pro athletes, but also a lot of corporate professionals when it comes to how they package their brand and things they should be doing to be able to advance in their career. For example, how should you present yourself on a resume? How do you optimize your LinkedIn to make you stand out? What do you say when you're in an interview to leave a lasting impression over all the other director level, VP level, C-suite level people who are also competing and interviewing for that same job? And oh, by the way, they also have great expertise and backgrounds too. How do you set yourself apart? How do you differentiate? Those are the things that I know how to do. And that's what I coach my clients on. And because I stay a of what's going on in that space. I help my clients get better results. I help them advance their career and I help them get to that position of more responsibility and also their higher paying jobs. And so because I can do that, people view me as an expert in that space. And when you're viewed in that light, meaning being seen as the authority on something, you're going to get more clients. You're going to get those job opportunities and career advancement opportunities, et cetera. So I'm not just sharing this to brag and say, oh, look at me. No, I'm bringing this up to illustrate my point on make sure that you are always educating yourself and being in the know, being the resource for others on whatever field you're in. That's how you move the ball and that's how you dominate the game. So I hope you found these suggestions helpful. Like I said before, this season on the show, I'm even more intent on bringing you conversations and episodes that are packed with strategies, insights, and tips to not only get you moving the ball, 
but dominating your game. And speaking of those two phrases, if you are interested in picking up copies of either of my books, small plug here, you can do so at dominateandmove.com. And when you enter code DOMINATE2023, you can get 20% off the bundle. So go to the website. Don't just add the book separately to your cart. There's actually a combo pack. Put that in the cart. Use the promo code DOMINATE2023 and you'll get the discount. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the show. Hope you found it packed with value and information. Once again, if you haven't already done so, follow the podcast so that you never miss a future episode. And for those of you who like to follow the NFL draft, stay tuned. Coming up very shortly is my path to the draft series, which will be kicking off at the end of March. I've got some incredible members of the 2023 NFL draft class who are joining me for this special series. If you have friends that aren't familiar with the show who you think would be interested in hearing these conversations, let them know that these episodes are coming next week and have them check out the podcast too. As always, I appreciate you tuning in and for all of your support. Until next time, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thanks for listening to Move the Ball, everybody. If you are inspired by this episode, can you do me a favor and let me know? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And also, share the show with a few friends, too. Next, I want you to go to GetInsideTheHuddle.com and join our email list. This will give you priority access to tips and strategies that will help you get more done today. Not tomorrow, not next week, today. You got that? Okay, until next time.